We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Super Draft Lineup Building Show. I am Stevie TPFL, and I'm joined by my good buddy Genie for 07. Grant, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing. I'm doing all right. It's it's been life's been good. Although today I have to go to my one year old niece's Christmas pageant. What the heck does a one year old even do at a Christmas pageant? I don't. I, I don't understand what type of performance they could put on interest to anyone. I think you're going to have fun. Like I, I remember like I've gone to them for, well, obviously my daughter and my nieces and nephews, they always have those like little pageant thing and like shows and stuff. I think you'll have fun. I mean, she can't even walk though. I can't imagine any, she's going to do anything <laughs> interesting. Like at two or three years old, it makes more sense at one year old. doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. But like, you have to remember like there's points that you can't walk either. So, you know, I have never been so drunk I cannot walk. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I have either. But I, I thought it sounded good, right? Like I, I was going for it. Yeah, I mean, I've de- I've definitely had to carry people before who were so drunk they can't walk. Some people just aren't very good at drinking. That is true. So we're going to talk some NFL um, here on the show and have some fun with that. If you guys haven't already, make sure you head on over to SuperDraft.io. And check them out. Use the promo code Grinders so you get ten dollars on your first deposit. You know, you know, free bucks, free money. Um, you can take that ten dollars. You can play NBA. You can play Showdown. You can play NFL over there. Um, awesome product. You know, we we've done this show all season long, and um, it's it's just a lot of fun. You know, you're not using a salary cap. You're using multipliers, and it's nice to have a change every once in a while. Yeah, Grant agrees. He he was shaking his head. Emphatic yes. All right, let's jump in here, get started. We usually start with quarterbacks and cash game guys and, you know, stuff along those lines. So um, let's start here at quarterback Grant at the top. We got 1X and to, like, let's do 1X to, like, 1.25, just kind of grouping all these guys together. You know, we know Jameis Winston's dealing with a little bit of an injury right now. Um, Patrick Mahomes against Denver. Russell Wilson against Carolina, um, Sean Watson, Ryan Tannehill facing off against each other. Is there any of these guys in this one to 1.25 range that you like? Almost no one, especially not for cash. I mean, Tannehill's probably the first guy I'd look at. Maybe Watson there in the highest total game, but 
crossing off Winston entirely is injured. It is a good matchup, but like outside of last week and one other week in the season, doesn't show a whole lot of upside. So at one X, it's just completely worthless there. Mahomes a little bit injured, not an easy matchup, crossing him off. Wilson always has big upside, still probably crossing him off. Watson, Tannehill, biggest total, so they are on it. Garoppolo, normally not upside. Dak, not a bad spot, but the Rams' defense has been, been good lately. And Rodgers, tough matchup. So, no, I don't want anyone here. There's a lot of good multipliers on the slate and a lot of good guy or decent quarterbacks in good spots. So, I've got nothing here. All right, let's kind of go down. I'm with you. I don't really like any of these guys for cash games this week. Um, you know, I don't even think I'd play like Patrick Mahomes and take the floor. I, I just I'm looking for some of these multiplier guys. Let's go to this 1.3 to 1.4 range. You know, we have Ryan Fitzpatrick. We have Baker Mayfield going up against Arizona, um, who allows a ton of fantasy points to quarterbacks. Uh, what's kind of standing out to you in this 1.3 to 1.4 range? I like Fitzpatrick. I like Cousins. I like Trubitsky, but I don't love him. The guys I'm really looking at are Wentz because of the ability to pair him with your tight end with his lack of receivers that are probably all going to – they're all high multipliers. Like Wentz is more of a GPP play just because of what you can pair him with. If he goes for a big game, then you're probably going to need him paired with some of his wide receivers in order to win a GPP. So he's the nice correlation play for GPPs. Baker going up against Arizona, you know who to pair him with. He's got good options, and it's a great matchup here. He's a good play. Uh, Goff and Murray are the two top guys on this entire slate for me, outside of one other man, uh, one other QB that we'll get to soon. But Murray, good matchup versus Cleveland. He's shown tons of upside recently, or not recently, this year. He's been a little bit injured, but he's probably fine now. Tough matchup versus Pittsburgh. Tough matchup versus Los Angeles. Tough matchup versus San Fran. Prior to that, he was doing very well in a lot of different matchups. Like, he struggled in very tough matchups. Now he gets a match versus Cleveland. That's not too bad. And at this time of the year, it's more important to look at weather than anything. He's playing in a dome. So he's in a great spot here going up against a team that struggled a bit on the road this season and is a team that can still give up a decent amount of fantasy points. And then Jared Goff, we know exactly what he is, a guy that will be complete trash anytime he faces a good defense and will just absolutely go off against a bad defense. Dallas is mediocre um, in terms of pass defense. I know they have decent numbers. We look here and it says seventh in opposing fantasy points. That's almost entirely because of the first three matchups where he went against the Dolphins, the Jets, and someone else that was just the worst three teams in the league. They had a great start to the beginning of the season, and then they've fallen off a cliff against that good teams so Goff at 1.35x multiplier is a fantastic play so is Kyler Murray yeah I like Kyler Murray I like Baker Mayfield I don't mind Ryan Fitzpatrick um kind of going down here it doesn't sound like Daniel Jones is gonna play um which could make Eli really interesting at 1.55 um I'm interested to hear your thoughts on that and then you know the guy that's been kind of you know, a, a breath of fresh air is Drew Locke, um, and he's currently at 1.45. I think he's more of a tournament play, but he threw for 300 yards and three touchdowns against Houston last week and, you know, ran for 15 yards again. So um interested to get your thoughts on Locke, uh, Eli Manning, and really anybody else in this range, you know, maybe, maybe the mustache uh, going up against Oakland. Yeah, I don't like – Drew Locke's in a good spot. Um Eli Manning is in a very good spot going up against Miami. Minshew in a good spot going up against Oakland. I like all three of them. 
But my favorite guy in this range is David Blow. Um, guy has been putting up all right numbers. The volume should absolutely be there. He's going up against Tampa Bay. We know that pass funnel. We know how bad they are against opposing quarterbacks. And they've just shown no real reason to run in any given game. They've just kind of given up on it completely. So Blow's probably going to be throwing the ball 40 times. I mean, he's last two starts. 38 and 40, been against very tough divisional opponents in Minnesota and Chicago. So now he gets an easy matchup going up against Tampa Bay in a game where they're probably going to put up a lot of points considering how bad Detroit has been versus opposing quarterbacks. So Winston probably going to put up a boatload of points. And also Winston is probably going to throw an interception three times in this game, probably fumble once and have it lost. And they're going to have good field position. This is going to be an incredibly high-scoring game, I think. I think Blow puts up a massive outing. And you can pair him with Galladay, who's just a fantastic play. It's going to go entirely overlooked. Blow, it might be my favorite QB on the slate on every single site. Is it Blow or Blau? Blog, Blog, Blow, Blog? I like calling him Blow. <laughs> okay. Well, and I'm I have with... heard it read. When I looked it up, it was Blow. Uh, Which also made me realize I never watch football with the sound on. I usually watch Red Zone, so like, let's just be real. Most I generally go to a bar with 14 different TVs. Yeah, see, that's even better. So, um, But, yeah, I don't mind that call. Um, you know, I, I think Minshew's interesting. Like like I said, I think Eli's interesting. Um, is there anybody else down here, um, like high multiplier guys that you have any interest in, maybe like an Andy Dalton or something? Like, is there anybody down here or is it – really just going to be this like 1.45 to like 1.55 range Dalton's kind of interesting just because 1.75 is a massive multiplier he gets one big throw off and he's pretty much at value and the biggest thing is like you look at how many pass attempts he's had every single week this season you know what is the least amount of pass attempts he's had in a game this entire season is 32 37 Dude's okay. averaging over 40 passes a game, or actually it was 36. That defense uh, is going to be legit this week then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it is. Like, Andy Dalton does interest me a slight amount just from sheer volume in this type of matchup. And I can pair guys like Boyd with him just knowing that Boyd could get 12, 13, 14 targets in this type of matchup where they're probably going to be behind it is an incredibly tough matchup, but I have a little bit of interest in tournaments with them. All right. Um, we've, gone, we've gone through everybody now. Who do you want to plug in for cash games? I, I would either go with Blow or Murray. I oh, man, I really don't know if I can play. <laughs> I guess the, it makes a ton of sense taking anybody going up against Tampa, though. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but Kyler Murray still like uh, he's playing in dome. You can go with the. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take. I'm going to put in. I'm going to put in Murray over Blau. Um, you know, I just I think Kyler Murray at home. I, I think right now he seems to be like a pretty safe um, cash game play. So let us know what you guys think. Head on over to Roto Grinders on YouTube. Blau. Yeah, head on over to Rotor Grinders on YouTube. Like and subscribe. Comment below. Tell us who you're looking at here on Wednesday. Comment for... Blau. <laughs> Blau. Blau. Um, and, and let us know who you guys are thinking about playing here at quarterback um, on Superdraft. Um, 
let's move on to running back Grant. Um, it's an interesting week for running back. You know, I, I looked at it earlier, and obviously you got Christian McCaffrey up at the top, Derrick Henry up at the top, Cook at the top. Let's look in this 1 to 1.35 range, and I think the guy that stands out the most to me is Barkley going up against Miami at 1.35. Yeah, it's a fantastic matchup with Barkley. I know that he's been bad since coming back from injury. He says he's healthy. Like, there's no real reason to think that he's not. Like, I know he hasn't put up great numbers, but they haven't been getting touch. He hasn't been getting touchdowns. They haven't been putting up points. Now they get a matchup with Eli back in there. Eli's probably going to do a lot of dump offs to him, especially in this matchup versus Miami. It's a terrible defense. He's getting 17 plus carries and three to seven targets every single game last year you got to remember that with Eli at the helm he had 120 I think targets on the season we look at the beginning of the season he still had six and seven when Eli was at the helm here he could get a significant amount of pass game work he's got the upside to break off a 70 yard rush and to get 100 yards rushing outside of that it's a fantastic spot for him he's probably the top overall running back play on the entire slate over on super draft outside of him I don't mind Zeke here. It's not a great matchup going up against the Rams. They've been decent against the run, but Zeke is getting the workload. The multiplier is high enough at 1.3. Outside of him, Cook, Henry, McCaffrey are all kind of tournament plays. Henry's multiplier has just gone down so much. He is getting up 25 to 30 points on a weekly basis, but at 1.1 multiplier, I'd just rather go with McCaffrey at a one multiplier. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Um you know, I don't think either one of them have amazing matchups. I, I think I'd rather take like Dalvin Cook at like 1.25 in this format, but I'm throwing Barkley in there in cash. Like I, I have a hard time not playing um, Saquon in cash this week. Let's kind of move down a little bit here. Um, we got Fournette at 1.4 going up against Oakland. You know, Eckler, who's been really good or really bad. Carson at 1.45 going up against Carolina, who's really struggled against the run. Um what in this, like, 1.4 to 1.5 range is kind of standing out to you? I mean, Uncle Lenny is in there at 1.4x multiplier. Like, Fournette is getting so much work every single week. He's game script proof because if they're going from behind, then they're dumping the ball off to him over and over and over again. Foles did it. Minshew did it to an extent, and they'll continue to do it. So he's kind of game script proof. Offers a nice floor. I think that he's one of the better cash game options. Chubb. Up against Arizona, not a bad play. I like it quite a bit. Carson going up against the Carolina defense has been one of the worst in the entire league against the run. We know Pete Carroll just wants to hammer the ball. Penny's out for the rest of the season. Carson is a fantastic play here. He's very cash game viable. He might be the second best cash game play outside of Barkley, but he's absolutely up there, going to be heavily owned in tournaments, or I'm going to have heavy ownership in him in tournaments. Outside of them, Melvin Gordon, Aaron Jones always offer some upside. It's not an easy matchup for Gordon, but he is getting a significant workload. The only reason they didn't crush last week is because they got a touchdown snake from him, and they were blowing the the Jags out. So I think that he's still a fantastic play here. Outside of them, we didn't really mention Josh Jacobs, but it looks like he's going to play now this weekend. Jacksonville is one of the worst teams in the league versus a running back. So Jacobs absolutely in play like this. 1.35 to 1.45 range is where you're going to want to find most of your running backs this week. Yeah. Um, you know, Jacobs would be interesting. If he sits, Washington would be interesting who played 65% of the snaps last week. So just going to have to kind of monitor that situation, you know, scrolling down here. I think Kenyon Drake is interesting for tournaments. I think James White is interesting for tournaments. Um, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I feel like Carson's probably your other cash game running back, but let's talk some tournaments down here. You know, you have some really interesting options. And, like, if Jacobs doesn't play, Washington at 1.75 would probably be a guy that you consider in cash games. Yeah, absolutely. You can play Washington if Jacobs is out, but I'm under the assumption that he's going to play right now. So I'm kind of crossing him off. In this range, like Gurley at 1.5, he's getting the workload recently. We look at the last few weeks he has a 25 rush attempt week a 19 and a 23 all in the last four he's getting targeted in the receiving game not a drastic amount but a decent amount and now it goes up against Dallas it's giving up a large amount of targets to opposing running backs here I expect six targets to Gurley in this game I expect 20 rushing attempts at a 1.5 multiplier with the potential for some touchdowns Gurley is an absolutely fantastic play and then Morstead uh, or Mustard He's a guy that has been fantastic recently. Shanahan wants to run a whole bunch of different guys, but he actually just came out and said today, like, hey, he's kind of forcing on a hand. We have to give him more work. They're going to be running a boatload up against this Atlanta team. Mostert is a fantastic play here. He won't be nearly as efficient as he has been, but if we're seeing an uptick in workload going up against a bad Atlanta defense, he's still a great play. And then Locke has been playing well. I know that he's 11 point dog but if this game is staying close kansas city's not have a good run defense phil Lindsay sitting there at 1.7x multiplier offers huge upside i'm going to be very heavily invested in him over on super draft this weekend because that multiplier is just way too high considering what his upside actually is yeah i think the other guy that you got to kind of look at here is um Sonny Michelle at 1.75. You know, New England is massive road favorite here. Um, currently sitting at like nine and a half favorites. The over-under on this game is like only 40 and a half. But I think Sonny Michelle at 1.75 on a site like Superdraft where touchdowns are, you know, key. You know, I think you have to look at him in this spot, um, in this format. And you know, old man Peterson, you know, guys getting sent to the IR out again. Peterson's probably going to get the IR again. When did I miss that? Gosh. Darn. Yeah, he got hurt again, man. I, I feel bad for the guy. If he could stay healthy, like he he's so talented, but you know, half the battle is still staying healthy. So I think that Peterson is kind of interesting here at 1.75. You got Montgomery at 1.75. You know, we'll have to see what happens with the situation in Kansas City because some of those guys have massive multipliers. So. I think there are some guys down here that you're potentially looking at in tournaments, um, but it, it's really just going to depend on, you know, how you want to approach your tournament builds. We had a question on YouTube and feel free. If you guys have any questions, we'll try to answer them as we're going here, but we had a question on YouTube. How do you determine value on this format? I know how I do grant. I, I will run projections like it's a normal site, like a FanDuel type scoring and add the, add the points for, you know, the bonuses that you get and then add, you know, do the multipliers and, and kind of just get an idea of what I'm looking at at each position to try to determine which type of value I'm looking at. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pretty much like in order to determine value, you take the projection and I'm generally looking for 30, like 30 as a good outcome for any player. So we're looking at Barkley in order for him to get 30, he needs to get roughly around 23. That's possible. Like 30, is what you're going for in tournaments around 20 to 25 is what you're looking for in cash. Like as a floor, like you're looking for 
30 point as a decent option. And for cash, you want a floor of about 25 ish. So looking at these guys like Barkley, probably going to end up with around 18 points at a 1.3 multiplier, getting close to around that 25 point floor. Same thing with uncle Lenny, same thing with, uh, what's his name? Why can't I remember his name? Uh, Chris Carson, like, and then for quarterback, you want around 30 is the projection. So that's kind of where I look at for value and wide receiver looking for around 20 to 25 for cash as a floor. Yep. I, I like that. Um, all right, let's plug in our other running back here. Do we kind of agree that like it's, it's Carson here um, at 1.45? Yeah. yeah. It's either him or Fournette, but Carson probably the more likely candidate or the higher yeah, floor can, guy. You can even play Fournette in the flex if you want to, to get all three of those guys. But uh, let's go to wide receiver, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyreek Hill, Galladay, um, all here at the top. You know, Chris Godwin with no Mike Evans. Uh, is there any of these guys in this 1 to 1.2 range that you like? Um, I do like Galladay. I do like Godwin. We all know that Mike Evans is out. Um, so that Godwin's probably going to see an uptick in usage in this offense. I would guess. I know that Mike Evans gets a large volume. and It may get just get dispersed to a lot of the other guys or may give an uptick to Godwin. Maybe they try and plan on shutting down. I don't know. But as of right now, Godwin is the one in this range that shows the most upside because we've seen him so many times get 30 points without a multiplier. So he can absolutely get 40 points with this multiplier here, even though it's pretty low. Galladay, another guy with massive upside. Marvin Jones is out. So Galladay could be in the 10-12 target range. I know that he's been around nine for most weeks this season in decent matchups. And now he's getting a good matchup versus Tampa Bay where Blau is probably going to throw the ball 40, 45 times. So 10-plus targets is an entirely reasonable expectation for Galladay. I think they're both more tournament plays, but Godwin might actually be in consideration for cash. Um, yeah, I, I could see that. I guess I should have said Evans is doubtful. Like, he, he's not officially ruled out yet. So. Oh, no, they said he's done the season. Okay. I, I thought that, and then I just saw on Superdraft that it was doubtful, but – just wanted to make sure that was Yeah, clear. it just came out like an hour ago, I think. Yeah. Um, kind of scrolling down a little bit, you know, 1.25 range uh, to 1.3. You know, we have DJ Moore here. We have Devontae Adams, even in a tough matchup. Devontae Adams is always in play at 1.25. You got Diggs, you got Woods. Um, you know, what are you looking at in this range? I mean, this range is not anyone that has a massive amount of value. I do like Devontae Adams. I do actually like OBJ sitting there at 1.3x multiplier. I know he's been bad this season. Still dealing with the sports hernia, but he's a guy that can crush in any given magic appearance going up against Arizona and their terrible pass defense. So I'm looking at both those guys. I'm looking at Moore a little bit. I'm looking at Parker a bit if he ends up playing, but no one overtly stands out to me. I mean, maybe Julio with Ridley going on the IR. I know it's a very tough matchup versus San Francisco, but for cash, none of these guys really stand out too much. Yeah, like Parker was practicing today. I saw that. Like it was non-contact, but he's starting to get practice in, so um, he could easily play. If he if he sits, man, we're, we can talk about Alan Hearns uh, and Isaiah Ford, assuming that Albert Wilson would miss the game too. So um, both of those guys dealing with concussions. Both of those guys were at Wednesday's practice um, in non-contact drills. So don't mind Odell Beckham. Don't mind Landry too. We kind of went over him at 1.2. He's in, he's in play as well. Um, you know, kind of scrolling down here, we got uh, Cooper Cup 
at 1.35 going up against Dallas. We don't know if DJ Chark is going to play yet. You know, you have AJ Brown coming off of a big game. Is there anybody in this like 1.3 to 1.45 range that you like? Love Sutton going up against KC. I already said it. Locke's probably going to have to throw more. Sutton's an absolute stud. He's going to see a large volume of passes here. Sutton sitting at 1.4x is a fantastic play. Keenan Allen, not an easy matchup going up against Minnesota, but not a terrible one. He's been seeing consistently over 10 points every single week. Look at his targets. He's had a few 10-plus target weeks in the last four weeks. Had tough matchup versus Denver, where I was obviously going at Jacksonville before that. 12 targets, 11 targets. He's a guy that absolutely has massive upside. Michael Gallup. If we're expecting Ramsey to shadow Cooper, Gallup's in for a massive game, like an absolutely massive game. We've seen him out it out of him before the season. Multiple 20-point games so far this season. Has the ability to go for two touchdowns, 100 yards, which you get the 100-yard bonus on Super Draft, and it's an extra two points, which of this multiplier is basically three. Absolutely love him, and those are the guys I'm looking at in kind of this range until we get up a little bit higher. Yeah, I don't mind Manny Sanders either going up against Atlanta. Um, we know, we, we saw last week that San Francisco can throw, and they can have big games that way. Um, let's kind of mo- keep moving around, moving along here. You know, we talked a lot about um, Detroit. We know Marvin Jones got sent to the IR, so that's going to open up some things there. Um, is there anybody in this like 1.6 range that you wanted to talk about? Maybe like Slayton going up against Miami. If you're not playing Barkley, maybe if you're playing Eli, maybe you can play all of them. McLaurin going up against Philly. The only problem with him is like, they just don't seem like they want to throw the ball in Washington right now. Um, They don't want, what's his name? Why am I blank out his name? Haskins to throw the ball at all. (laughs) It's just, man, they're just not throwing at all, but I think we are going to agree on some of the value plays once we get like in this next tier of like 1.7 and stuff too, um, because there are some really good high multiplier tournament options this week. Yeah, in the 1.6 range, I like Kirk quite a bit here going up against Cleveland. We've seen his upside before. And again, he's had tough matchups recently, Los Angeles, Pittsburgh, San Francisco, three of the toughest matchups you can have. Last time he had a good matchup, was Tampa Bay. He went off of 36. Before that, the last game he played was San Francisco, obviously did terrible. So it's kind of just a spot where he's been horrible versus bad teams because the offense has been horrible. And now he gets a decent matchup here going up against Cleveland. So I really like Kirk. Mike Williams finally got a touchdown last week and I played a bunch of them. Did great, but 13 and 16 points last two weeks at a six, 1.6 multiplier. Really like him. And then Hearns, uh, if Parker is out, Hearns is the last man standing against a bad Giants defense. Has some big upside. They already paid him. They already like him. He's going to be entrenched in this offense, so why would they not give him the ball? Um, let's kind of scroll down a little bit, Grant. You know, we talked about if Parker and, and Wilson sit, you got Hearns at 1.7. Um, Perryman, is he a guy that is potentially on your radar here with Evans out at 1.75? Yeah, the other guys I'm looking at are mostly because of injuries. So we got Perriman in there, 1.75. He's been involved in this offense off and on for the last few weeks. He's got 10-plus points the last two. Without Evans there, I'm expecting him to kind of jump into that role a little bit and get a decent volume here. Isaiah Ford, if Parker's out, he's one of two wide receivers on pretty much the entire Dolphins roster. Got nine targets last week. We could see something similar this week. He's a guy that you can look at. 
Samuel's probably going to break out one of these days. Um, I know that he hasn't been seeing the volume he saw earlier on the season, but at 1.8x, he's a guy with some speed that can bust one off. Amendola, 1.8x multiplier. Without Marvin Jones in there, he could see more volume. No, he's not a guy that would generally look at for upside, but without Marvin Jones, that could change. Nelson Aguilar, if he plays and Jeffrey's out already the rest of the season, Aguilar could be the he's the only really real guy left. He's gonna get massive volume. Gage, probably the number two guy in this offense. 1.8x multiplier for Atlanta, a team that can put up 300 yards versus anyone. Like these guys are absolutely fantastic plays just because of the injuries that have happened on the team. All right, so I'm going to throw a couple names out here. I'm guessing they're all 2x multipliers. Um, I'm going to start here with Ward from Philadelphia. He's a 2x guy. We just got done talking. You just got done talking about that situation. Um, You know, he's 2x. He had nine targets last week. If we get news that Nelson Aguilar does not play, it's going to be it's going to be Ward and JJ RC a white side and they're both two X. So you can take some shots there. The tight ends would be very interesting too. Um, we talked about Perryman already. There was one more um, situation and now I can't think of it. Um, oh, Detroit. Detroit against Tampa. We already talked about the matchup. You know, you have Amendola at 1.8 and you have Lacey at two X. Um, and those are going to be the guys that are going to be healthy alongside of Galladay. Uh, with the tight end situation, you know, Jesse James and Logan Thomas not really doing much. You know, we look at last week, Galladay had eight targets. Amendola had eight targets. You know, if you like the Detroit offense like we kind of do, um, it makes a ton of sense. And, um, you know, before we move on and, and kind of plug some guys in here, did you know, Grant, this just came across for me, Drew Locke, his ex-girlfriend, is his, the parents uh, own the Kansas City Chiefs. Did you know that? I did know that. I saw that earlier on on the tweeter <laughs> machine. Oh man, just you know, just what we need is that ex girlfriend billion dollar have to prove something to her type of um, like revenge narrative. Like, I mean, it's I a have whole to new type of narrative. Why, that's the probably the reason why Elway drafted him just because he could stick it to Kansas City twice a year. That's what I'm thinking too. Um, all right, let's play some wide receivers here in cash games. Uh, give me a guy that you want to have in cash. Honestly, I'm looking at Keenan Allen. Like, I think the volume will be there. It's not a – like cash wide receiver, I'm not terribly happy. If you don't want to go with him, I think Sutton, the volume will absolutely be there. He's a guy you could go with. Christian Kirk, I think the volume will be there. It's a good matchup. Really like all those guys. And if you don't want to go with them, you can just take the floor with Godwin. Yeah, so I, I have – man, so many – so wide receiver really determines on injuries this week, guys. Like, we, we've really got to see how it all kinds of plays out here, um, you know, as far as wide receivers go. But um, I'm going to throw Keenan Allen in there. I'm going to throw Kenny Galladay in there, even at 1.15x um, for cash games. And um, maybe we'll throw in Sutton. You know, it's like it. really going to be depending on injuries – um so all right let's talk tight ends here we got kelsey at the top you got kittle at the top um Ertz, you know and then you go down a little bit to ingram and waller um any of these guys really standing out to you yeah yeah i think there's a 
few guys that can go. Tight end's always the weirdest one of the multipliers. And as of right now, it looks like Waller might be the best play. I mean, I like Kill, I like Ertz, I like Kelsey. Um, but Waller gets the biggest multiplier there at 1.35x. Really like him. Really like Hunter Henry. Minnesota's a team that just funnels targets to opposing tight ends. And so Henry could be in for massive value there at a way too high multiplier. I'm probably looking at Henry or Waller over Kelsey or Kittle or it's. All right. I don't mind that one. Um, Noah Fant, if he plays, we'll have to see if he plays. we got to see if Everett plays. Tournament, like, I don't mind Dallas Goddard in tournaments. I don't mind, like, an O.J. Howard in tournaments. Um, I think those guys are kind of interesting here. Njoku didn't play a ton last week. I was kind of hoping that we would see more of him last week, but he gets a matchup here with Arizona. Um, is there anybody else that, like, we're kind of missing here at tight end? No, you nailed it. It's, like, in the upper end. Goddard, obviously going to be one of the main uh, receiving options for Wentz with all the injuries. Noah Fant going up against a KC team that funnels targets to tight ends, and he's been fantastic and has a connection with Locke. Najoku against Arizona. We know exactly what that is. Those are the guys that – and then if Everett doesn't play Higby, Dallas funnels targets to tight ends too. Higby has been getting massive volume. They're running with tight end way more. They're running a lot more sets with tight ends. And Cup was actually funneled mostly out of the offense last week. We can expect Higby to be very much in the game because they want to run the ball, and they want to run the ball with the tight end in there. Um, who do you like for cash? You want to go Hunter Henry here, even though we have Allen? Uh, I would say Hunter Henry or Waller. Um, all right, let's, let's throw Henry in there. We would probably take Keenan Allen out. Um, but it's, it's a starting point. It's, it's Wednesday. We got a lot to, you know, see what happens as the week goes on here. Uh, let's build a tournament team. You know, we talked a lot about this Tampa Detroit game. So I kind of want to go to a stack here with this game. Um, we're going to take David Blau and do you want to take any of these running backs or are we just going to kind of load up on the wide receivers here? Um, I think that we're probably going to load up on wide receivers. I think Perriman, I think Galladay, and you can even go Godwin if you want. Um, anyone so, or if I, I think we could be Godwin. different and go Watson too. Um, Justin Watson, he's a two yeah. X multiplier. Um, you know, he had eight targets last week. He ended up running, you know, 30 routes uh, and was running routes almost every time he was on the field. So um, I think he's kind of interesting. We know that they're going to pass when he's on the field. So I think we go like Watson, Galladay, and maybe like an Amendola or a Lacey, probably an Amendola, and just kind of cap- capitalize on all the Detroit targets. Yeah, yeah, I'm in for that. Uh, let's talk running backs in this build. You know, obviously we're not playing any running backs from that game. So let's talk some running backs here. We we kind of talked about a lot of these mid-tier guys. Um, what are you thinking for this build? Um, honestly, wouldn't mind going in the higher range here with a guy like Philip Lindsay. Going up against KC, I already kind of mentioned his potential upside. If this game doesn't get out of hand here, 1.7 is a massive multiplier. Going with him, maybe going with Mostert is a good play. Like both guys offer huge multipliers and huge upside at those multipliers. All right. I'm going to give you Lindsay and I'm going to say Sonny Michelle. I, I, I just, I think it's going to be like a two touchdown game for Sonny Michelle this week. Just like randomly out of nowhere, 
he's like a guy that I really like in tournaments this week. Um, it, it just seems like a Sonny Michelle type of game. Doesn't seem like a James White type of game. The carries were all over the place the last few weeks, but this is a spot. Sonny Michelle gets back on, and you know we know Cincinnati. They're 28th in DVOA against the run, so like Michelle. And let's plug in a tight end here, and we'll leave the flex open as well. All right. Um, Dallas Goddard. I'm gonna. I, I think I'm gonna say yeah, either Goddard or, or Howard, and make it a big stack. Yeah. Yeah, I can do that. Like there's Howard has been like put out at wide receiver many times in the past prior to Arians getting there. I don't know if he's done it too much in this current offense, but without Evans in there, like we could potentially see Howard put out wide and great stepping in as more of a blocking tight end, which he already does quite a bit here. So I don't mind throwing in Howard. I like it. I like Watson. Um, Good to go. Let's make – you want to do some basketball? We got about 15 minutes. Let's do some NBA. All right. I've already made like 35 lineups. Look at